Cynic Empowerment. Last time on Cynic Empowerment. That's a that's a killer turnover. Somebody's like, hey Tim, uh, what do you do for a living? He's like, yeah, you know, uh, Southern Lanes off the bypass, like bowling <laughs> yeah. alley, like. Yeah. It's like, you work over there? No, I don't. <laughs> I know, I don't. I go in there every Thursday night after they fill up the grabber machine, and I fucking run them dry. <laughs> yeah, I run them dry. <laughs> <laughs> I'm fucking quick, and I get out. I get out, and I sell all the business. What's up with that? Why is there a correlation between people driving like maniacs and having souped-up trucks? Why is that a thing? I think it's because they get used to people watching out for them. Uh, like people intentionally move out of the way because they're like, I know if I get hit by that thing, I'm not going to make it. That makes sense. So I'm just going to avoid this motherfucker and hope that I don't get him angry enough that he turns his turns his pee-pee truck around and tries to run me over. That's the same way I feel about John Shatner. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> nice. <laughs> Welcome, everybody. This is Cynic Empowerment. My name is Jimmy Horn. And I'm Tim Carpenter. Welcome, everyone, to today's episode. I've really been sweating this one, Jimmy. You know what I mean? <laughs> you know, it's Much- been it's been a couple weeks. I, I, I understand the stress. Yeah. Do I still remember how to talk into a microphone? I don't know. Uh, I'm I'm trying to figure it out. I, I might have lost that ability like over every, the week. Every time something gets close to my face, I want to like eat it. Like just what are you, Joe Biden? Just gonna fucking put it in my mouth. <laughs> have you seen that? I just gotta tish it. Wait, well, what what did he do? Did he like? Suck oh my god, Tim! You gotta get on the internet more. <laughs> Uh, uh, Joe Biden's wife, I, I think her name's Julie. I might be wrong. I can't remember Joe Biden's wife's name. But anyway, she was giving a speech and she was gesticulating with her arms and her hand was in Joe Biden's face and he sucked on her finger. And like, this is during a speech no. surrounded by people and it's photographed. Oh my God. I, I thought you were making a reference to that. I'm looking it up right now. Oh my God. He's just fucking got his hurt. He's slurping it, dude. Whoa. Sucked on his wife's finger. Uh, I, I'm I'm sorry. I didn't mean to drag us down in the politics. I I just I literally thought you were making a reference to that when you talked about things in your face and then eating maybe them. Maybe he's got an oral fixation. I can't really I can't hate on him for it. Although can't blame a guy in the middle that's of a, a fucking ah. Oh, maybe he's just that's to normal behavior. Situation. Everyone does it. Yeah, I mean I, I suck on my wife's fingers all the time. All the time. I mean, if it's in my face, yeah. <laughs> there's no telling what I'll suck on if it's in my face. <laughs> yeah, if something gets within like two inches of my mouth, I'm gonna suck on it. <laughs> you just watch me. You just watch what I'll put in my mouth. Yeah, my wife's talking in an interview, and it's been a couple of hours since I had my last hot dog. You better bet I'm gonna yeah. be sucking on her index finger. Get yeah. that thing in. Hey, bring it a little closer. Yeah. And it's too late. <laughs> anyway, so uh, Papa John's founder, John Schnat, Schnader. Schnatter. Schnatter. I, I should know how – no, it's just a weird Schwe- name. Schnatter. I want to call him Shatter, but there's an N in there, so you can't call him Shatter. Can just call him Shatter. Papa John. Shatter John Shatter. Papa John. Will's Schnatter. life has shattered. And you can tell his life has shattered based on how sweaty he was in this most recent interview he had. Yeah. And this this is some local news shit. This is uh, some Louisville. This is some deep local news reporting where we find out that the way John Schnatter Shatter has been Schnarf Schnarf. Yeah, he, that was, he sounds just like that. Yeah. Schnarf. Schnarf. 
the way he's been spending his retirement after being uh, nixed by uh, Papa John's as their CEO after using the N-word on a phone call, he's been apparently <laughs> eating Papa John's pizzas nonstop because he has a conspiracy theory that they have changed the recipe to spite him. Man, this guy's uh He's really up in the clouds on this one. He claims to have eaten 40-plus pizzas in 30 days. I bet that's not even his best. I bet he, like, mentions that casually like it's totally normal. Like, you know what? I've had 40 pizzas in the last 30 days, and, you know, it's not my personal best. I don't want you to know. Uh, that I don't want you to think that that's the best I can do. I've, I've eaten more than twice that. It's quite easy. 80 pizzas in 30 days, 100 pizzas in the last 30 days. A pizza for breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Man. If you're the CEO of Papa John's, you probably could eat pizza. You get free pizza, right? Ah, I mean, at that point, pretty much everything's technically free. But now it's not free anymore because he's not the CEO, so you ha- he had to pay for those pizzas. So he's helping him out with that $403.7 million profit swing in that third quarter. <laughs> but here's the thing. is This interview happened on November 29th, and we've had a historically cold uh, winter up until this point. Yeah. There was no reason for him to be as sweaty as he was during this interview for this. Yeah. It doesn't make any sense. It's absolutely disgusting. I wanted to look up this interview. Uh, this actually took place in Louisville, didn't it? Yeah, that's this is his home turf. I think he might be from originally from Indiana, but uh, I know that the the, the Louisville, the college, mm-hmm. has. I, I mean, I I don't know if they still have it named after him, but I think they had some buildings and stuff on campus named after him. Mm-hmm. And I mean, he's given a lot of money to that school and to other different local businesses, nonprofit kinds of stuff. He's kind of a local figure. And now he can't which, which which is why this entire article is on the the local uh, Louisville news. Yeah. Cuz he's is a big deal. He's like the uh he's the golden boy. Yeah. I was like, "Oh yeah, Papa John Schnatter done lost his position at at, at Papa John's." How, yeah. how do they even call themselves Papa John's? Without him as the CEO anymore? Yeah, well, he's the he's the founder. Yeah. Yeah. He's Papa. So how do they oust him? That doesn't we should call sense. him Papa Schnatter. I mean, I guess they had to buy him out, right? They, they were probably like, get out, but here's a bajillion dollars. I don't think he really willingly wanted to give it up. I think they consolidated their shares to have more shares in him to be able to exclude him. Yeah. Because I think, uh, so with the way board members work, basically your votes count one share, one vote. Mm-hmm. So if you have more shares, you have more sway, and you can make whoever you want uh, a board representative or a CEO and stuff like that just based on having more shares. Yeah. So once he dropped the N-bomb, which is why he got uh, kicked out uh, as the CEO because their share prices started dropping, mm-hmm. they wanted to get him the hell out of there because he was <laughs> – they saw him ruining the entire business that they had, mm-hmm. and and now they have a, a guy with the last name Lynch, I think Rob Lynch as their CEO, which not a good move in my opinion, 
if you, if you're kicking out one CEO for dropping the N word, you probably shouldn't have the next CEO have the last name Lynch. Just my opinion, but you know, he didn't choose his last name, but I'm just saying. Yeah, it's not his fault. He can't help that. I, I think that they're probably going to treat him a lot more harshly if he happens to use the same verbiage, though. So yeah, I was like, what the hell, guy? I, I'd advise against that, Mr. Lynch. <laughs> oh, jeez. Oh, former president of Arby's. How about that? Who was the Lynch dude? Yeah. Yeah, well, Papa moving on up, Papa. moving on up from Arby's to Papa John's. I, I think that is a move up. That that is definitely a move up. Hey, Arby's has the meats. They do have the meats, but uh, I don't know. Makes my fart smell kind of funny. Yeah, that's true. Meat sweats are a real thing. <laughs> uh, yeah. So part of me wants to agree with this guy. Uh, that is uh, John Schnatter. For it just doesn't taste as good. Have you had it since? <laughs> for being as paranoid as he is. Because, I mean, they just, like, kind of posting him. That's kind of fucked up. As far as the, like, perception that the quality of the pizza has changed or that they fucked with the recipe in order to spite him, eh. I mean, if anybody would know, it might be him, but he's also going to be biased. So why the hell should we listen to him? Well, so here's a really great – so ever since he lost the CEO position, uh, Schnatter has just been selling his stocks like crazy. And his reasoning behind selling a huge amount of its stocks is, my metaphor is, there's no reason to be in the car when the car crashes, even if you love the car. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. He's like, they're literally driving it into the ground. Can't you see? I've seen it with my eyes. I've tasted it with my lips. This pizza is trash. They won't be able to carry on without me steering the ship. Yeah. I'm selling all my stocks. I'm moving on to the great next thing. You like that the day of reckoning will come as the interview ends? Dude, this guy, I mean, just judging by the amount of sweat on his face alone, because the guy who is interviewing him has absolutely no sweat on his face. He has to be on some kind of coke binge to be spouting off the things he's saying. Just sprinting laps around the facility. Yeah. I'm warming up. Woo! Warming like, up for my interview. I got a lot to like, like the like, like the guy interviewing him is in a full three-piece suit, uh, no sweat, and John Schnatter has his sleeves w- rolled up. It, it interviewed at the end of November, yeah. uh, the 29th. Uh, it's been in like the 30s, 40s here, and he's sweating up a storm. Like you can't explain that. Yeah. Well, <laughs> it doesn't make any sense. Your cocaine. <laughs> I mean, I guess yeah. if cocaine makes you sweat your ass off. I think so, doesn't it? I don't know. Let's look it up. It's Google. <laughs> Good question. Siri, does oh. cocaine make you sweat? <laughs> does it, what, did, what did it say? I don't know. No, it decreased swelling. Damn. Oh, not swelling. Okay, uh, maybe he's blackout drunk. What yeah. makes you sweat? Cocaine further increases. Yeah, 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 yeah. How, wait, wait, what? Decreased sweating and prevented blood vessels on the skin from dilating and allowing heat to be released. Damn. Okay, maybe he's hammered. I bet he's hammered. I be, I, that sounds more likely. I, I, I bet he's just, go. like, drank a lot. Yeah, this is Louisville. It's a drinking town. Yeah, man, bourbon. Yeah, they're bourbon all over the place. There's all kinds of good beverages. Turn around a quarter, oh, yeah. you have a couple whiskeys, go to an interview. <laughs> Yeah. Yell about days of reckoning and how pizza's changing. <laughs> yeah, pizza's changing. Man, pizza used to be so good back in the day. And I was <laughs> <Back> it. Yeah. <laughs> and now it's shit. Oh, man. It's all fucking shit. Do, do we have a silver lining for the Papa himself? Uh, I didn't like that guy. I'm glad he's not the CEO anymore. Yeah, he was kind of a piece of shit. Yeah, it, it's kind of shitty that people are still giving the guy attention, but... 
heavy. I mean, it, it is Louisville local news. They only have so much to work with. Yeah, I think the guys. Got it was news. either interview Papa John's or interview the guy who delivers Papa John's. So this was like their two options. Yeah, he's he's a uh, he's not happy, and I think that that's the silver lining here. He, he's dissatisfied with the way that his life's playing out, and yeah. that uh, that bit of sadness is uh, um num num tasty. I like it. Yeah. Yeah, it's pretty good just to watch someone unhinged mm-hmm. <laughs> from losing their cushy job for just throwing around the N-word so loosely. Yeah. Uh, everyone I've ever heard of that's ever worked with him or dealt with him says that he was a huge asshole outside of <laughs> using the N-word in public. So. Yeah, he, he, was, he was too yeah, comfortable. that's just great. That's what happens. So for any of yeah. you guys out there that think that you're untouchable, your day of reckoning will come. That's right. <laughs> That's absolutely right. So going over to the other side of the world, we're going to be talking yeah. about Japan. And in particular, the physiology badge featuring a cartoon character named Siri-chan, Siri-chan. Which happens to be a symbol of menstruation in Japan. I don't understand. Like, who who made this a thing? Like, who was the one that started using this really crappily drawn drawing to be like, oh yeah, this is, this is definitely the symbol for menstruation. You see this? That's exactly what you think of. Well, I, I don't know if if all of the oh, there, there's got to be like a little cartoon character. It's got to be like a little anthropomorphic symbol for basically every. I I, I don't know, like uh, emojis, for example. I, I mean, I, I think that yeah, but this is way more complicated than an emoji. What what for representing like a a, a period of time? It's a period of time. Yeah, yeah. So it's, it's something it, that happens every month. I mean, like it, it's very much natural for 51% of our population. <laughs> yeah, no, I'm I'm not saying that periods themselves are unnatural. I'm saying this drawing's unnatural. Uh, That's my beast. Yeah, it is weird. It, so uh, let's try to describe it. It looks kind of like... We're not going to give it justice. Um, okay, so I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to give it a shot. So Okay, you try first, and I'm going to try. Imagine that you took your balls, okay... Uh, and you, you're, you're gonna, it's not the strategy I would have used. You're gonna, you're gonna take your your thumb and your forefinger around the top portion, and you're gonna squeeze it until it turns. You're making this way more complicated than it needs to be. A little bit darker color, and then you're gonna like stretch out the little bat wings on the side to make arms. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know where you get the nose. There's a little white cross in the middle. Where does that come from? What's the point of that? I, that that's what I'm saying. It doesn't make any fucking sense. It looks kind of like a heart with arms and feet. Yes, thank you. That's what I was going to say. Like, if you anthropomorphize, you is that the word? Yeah, anthropomorphized a heart. Yeah. And then, so you gave it arms and legs. You put it in little, little red shorts. Uh-huh. And then you gave it a face where the face is... Two very strange eyes that are staring into your soul. Blankly. The the blankly, yes, blankly staring eyes. And then the nose is a white cross, and then the lips are luscious yeah. lipstick lips. That's what you're looking at. And they're 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 big. Like the the face is two thirds of the body. Yes. Like it's, it's got a big old big old head with like. I have no idea what that has to do with menstruation. Big, like dent in the top of the head it's like the cleft of the heart yeah i I don't know um it's pretty weird but i guess it's weird enough that people are able to readily recognize it maybe that's the point it it is i mean it you would look at it if i saw it in public i would stare yeah uh i would probably wonder what it meant (laughs) unless i was in this department store in particular uh it seems like there's a there was another symbol associated with it the little circles do you see those yeah what's that supposed to represent 
Is it the same thing? Does it represent the same thing? I would assume that they have the option to wear either, but I can't read Japanese. I, w- I would probably choose the circle option. Yeah. That would be my guess. That one, that one seems much less uh, strange yeah. and awkward. It definitely does. But if I was working in this department store and I actually believed in what they were they were trying to sell here, maybe I'd want something that's a little bit more recognizable so that people could show me compassion because I was on my period. Right? I, I just... Isn't that how that works? Yeah. I mean, yeah. So that was their intent. So this, this company... So it was a woman's health store in Japan, right? Yep. That uh, phased in these physio physiology yeah, badges that were there to, uh, I guess, allow people to know where on your sleeve, of, show everybody uh-huh. that, yes, indeedy, you are on your period... And and here's here's the exact quote. It was hoped that the badges would help foster sympathy among coworkers, with those choosing to wear the pin likely to receive extra help or longer breaks. So I'm just going to tell you right now, if I was promised longer breaks and people were going to treat me nicer, I I am physiologically a man that can't menstruate. I'd wear that badge all day. Uh, absolutely. And I really wish that the story just ended there, that we were able to uh, assist other members of our community who are observing individuals who are wearing these badges and be able to treat them with compassion. But unfortunately, the outcry against these policies uh, come amidst many cases of workplace harassment that yeah. have occurred as a result of people being able to designate who is on their period and who is Right. Be like, oh, Beth's being a total bitch today. Guess it makes sense that she's got a period badge on, am I right? You know? Yeah, it's pretty fucked up. I'm not saying that did happen, but I'm saying it probably happened. Yeah, it, well, to probably in similar effect. I, I know that... <laughs> Uh, there, there are certain stereotypes in regards to the way in which uh, women act whenever they're on their period, and right. uh, and regardless of the way in which they do or do not act, it's not for anyone who's not experiencing what they're going through to point out. So why in the world would these people be wearing this? Exactly. You know, giving them the opportunity to be on display. For someone exactly. to be able to, to note that, in fact, they are experiencing something that they are not. Right, to treat them differently. Yeah. I mean, I, I guess supposedly their intention was to treat them differently as in treat them nicer because they're probably not feeling as well as they normally feel. Yeah. But there's, there's no way of ensuring that people are going to necessarily treat them nicer or worse because of this. Well, I... <laughs> I kind of uh, let's try to put the the shoes on the other feet, right? Uh, so okay. let's imagine that uh, I'm a lady. I'm getting up out of bed, and I find out that I'm on my period. You know, it it just started, yep. and I have the option to put this badge on my shirt today in order yep. to let everyone know that I started this thing. Which, you know, from from my very limited experience with such things. Uh, is <laughs> yeah. is a is a lot of not fun. Not un- not yet. Yeah, a lot of not fun. That's a good way to put Pretty it. Pretty unenjoyable. Uh, so yeah. I don't know if I want to draw attention to that. I mean, it's great that you right. give people the option. I don't think I would. I, I probably wouldn't either. 
I'd probably be like, I just want people to treat me the fucking same and like not and yeah. not be annoying. Yeah, and just hopefully not be annoying during this time. And it's kind of like enforcing washing your hands in the bathroom. Like, there's no real way that you're ever going to be able to do that. You can threaten your coworkers yeah. all day, like you better fucking wash your hands, and you can like staple it to the mirrors. Like our employees yeah. are required they're, to wash. They're still going to be gross, and they're not going to wash them. Yeah, but there's no way that you're going to be able to be like, uh, oh yeah, well Janet's on her period but she's not wearing her badge right yeah <laughs> yeah is there any like negative res- you know result from this yeah you didn't wear your badge yeah it's just it, it there's there's no way that they could possibly enforce this like they'd want to i mean like that that would that would absolutely certainly just run headlong into oppression <laughs> there's no way uh that, that would be ethical uh, so I I just learned that apparently that anthropomorphic heart yeah. it it has a name yeah we talked about it's Miss Period did we say its name was Miss Period well I, I thought it was the cartoon character uh, Siri Chan yeah yes it's also known as Miss Period nice so it's okay so it's a female well it's got the eyelashes so I'm, oh obviously men don't have eyelashes yeah I've never had eyelashes in my life <laughs> I don't have nipples I shave them. <laughs> I shave them whenever I shave my face. Yeah, I just want to shave my nipples. <laughs> shave them right off. I don't have them. Oh, my God. <laughs> yeah, well, uh, I, I think as well-intentioned as this uh, may have been, I think we can all agree that it was a really fucking dumb idea. It's, it's pretty dumb. Uh, I, I like I like the thought. Uh, I, I really like the thought um, of trying to institute <laughs> – uh, some kind of visual in order to assist community members to express more empathy towards people within their community that are. Hey, how about we just be more empathetic all the goddamn time yeah, you should. and not have to wear a fucking period badge to be treated with respect and kindness? Absolutely. Uh, although if, if any time uh, someone is able to get away with a little bit more, it's when they're on their period. Or- That's what your manager wants you to think, Tim. Uh, I mean, when they're when people are going through a harder time, I think that it's okay to let them get away with a little bit more. But if somebody is just constantly doing that all the time, you know, we view them differently. So right. it's it's good to denote the differences between the two. And you know, and hey, you know, that's that that's probably me over speaking anyways. Like there are a lot of folks out there who experience periods and do not sometimes ex- people have some people have hard times twenty four seven, Tim. That's right. That's right. Sometimes people have hard times 24-7 and sometimes you have like these folks that uh, – sometimes people express it. Sometimes people don't. Uh, right. Just use context. Be smart. Be compassionate. Be empathetic. Be kind. What's the, yeah. what's the, silver, what's the silver lining for this one? The silver, the silver panty lining? I was thinking your... about making that joke, Jimmy. <laughs> I was that close. I was like, eh. <laughs> Maybe not. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's not appropriate. Um, the silver lining is that we don't have to wait for women to wear period badges to be nice to them. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> and treat them with respect and kindness. Mm-hmm. We should just assume that all women are on their period at all times. <laughs> I mean, not, not. I mean, not literally that, but I mean, we just. I think, uh, just in the general sense, you never know what somebody else is going through, like period or otherwise. You know, you never know someone's 
relative has passed or what somebody's going through. Yeah. So regardless, periods aside, just, you know, just treat people nice. Yeah. Regardless of what's going on. Yeah. And uh, really I think the world will be a better place. Yeah, it's it's really not going to cost you much to be a little bit more empathetic. Like don't right. don't let people take advantage of you. Uh, you know, don't right. don't be a stick in the mud. Um, but seriously, like it, it doesn't cost anything to. Yeah, exactly. To it's not costing you anything. Like, come on. Yeah, come on. You're gonna feel better about it. I tell you, what's not gonna feel better? Arresting homeless people and throwing them in jail. That's a problem. I don't know. I feel pretty good about that. You feel pretty good about that. Yeah. Oh yeah. You get free labor. Powerful. If you own the jail. Strong. Yeah. Who's going to fight the California wildfires? I say to you. Yeah. Just start throwing bodies at them. You know, you just drop them out of a helicopter on them yeah. with the sandbags. Yeah. I mean, if they're yeah, exactly. If they have flame retardant sandbags, I mean, even if they die, the sandbag's going to do something. Yeah. You just like drop them right in the middle of the fire and. If they can figure out a way to put it out. It's a win-win. You know, they get to live and the fire's out. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so what's <laughs> go- double jeopardy. So what, what exactly is going on here? What, what, uh, what, what Californian city are we talking about? Exactly. This is, Damn. uh, this is Southern Oregon and Northern California. This article keeps saying one California city. I, I, I read, I read a lot. I didn't, didn't I didn't see, bother to figure out what city it was. You didn't see the one city. Okay. Well, <laughs> I didn't see the one. Does it, does it hide that from us? Does it tell us the one city? Well, do they not want us to like go and protest that one place? They might. They might not. It says California. We would do it. Yeah. It, no. Wait, actually, what is like, the one city? I, I'm, I'm skimming over it right now. I don't see it. I think there's a possibility that we'll be able to. What about this? Redding, California. Is it Redding, California? Where Redding is based in Shasta County. Yep, that's it. Okay. Hell yeah, Redding, California. And this article is. Wait, is it older? It might be older. No, it's not. It's, it's not. new. Yeah. November twenty second. The picture is just older. That's right. Got him. Mm-hmm. Uh, it wrecked. So all right. So uh, uh, having some issues. Uh, what? What's going on, Jimmy? Uh, okay. All right. So as as many people probably know, uh, California has a very large uh, homelessness uh, issue. A lot of this comes from the cost of housing. California is one of, if not the most expensive state to live in, and it also has nice weather, uh, which I think exacerbates it, especially in the southern region, with people being able to somewhat comfortably live on the streets without dying of exposure. Mm-hmm. It, that's just a theory. That uh, that's I'm pontificating on that part, but mm-hmm. the uh, the the cost of living and housing is real shit. And so they have uh, a quarter of the United States' entire homeless population, California does. And so these uh, California sittings, Redding included, Los Angeles uh, and otherwise, have been getting pretty creative in ways to try to combat it. So if we lived in a humane society, we would provide housing for these homeless people so that, that they could hopefully – uh, reassimilate with society and become pro- productive members. But instead of doing that, we're further criminalizing it, specifically in Redding, uh, the city here. And they're creating these uh, low security facilities where they're essentially putting homeless people inside of, right? They've deemed someone as homeless. They, I guess they can't prove that they have a home. So they're 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 taking these homeless people, putting them inside these facilities yeah. that are effectively a jail, and won't allow them to leave until they can prove their, I guess, sobriety 
and uh, there's some other metrics that they have to prove to the wardens of these low security facilities in order for them to be allowed to leave them. So against their will, they're putting these facilities and they're not allowed to leave. So it's basically a low security jail for all functional purposes in being. Absolutely. Um, do you think that that's going to be a sufficient amount of deterrence for these homeless people to no. go out and get a job? No, of course not. <laughs> I, I mean, I, I think its only function and purpose is to remove... Uh, it, it, I think it's uh, looking at homeless people as eyesores. Mm. Like, I think the only thing that a facility like this function as is removing homeless people from the seeing eye of uh, people that walk the streets of this city. And so it removes them. Therefore, it doesn't keep the property value from going down. Herpaderpader and X, Y, and Z. Yeah, because people can't possibly think that... Homeless people out of sight, out of mind. Yeah, well, it's it's not necessarily indicative of a problem either. And some people are choosing to be homeless. Uh, some people, uh, despite all of the care in the world, are still going to be homeless. Not saying that that's what's going on here in Redding, California, uh, but it is an alternative that some people should consider. Although, I mean, like when you're when you're approaching this from a lawful standpoint. Uh, wherever they reside, if it's not their own property, they're probably residing there illegally, right? Well, if we're talking about illegally in the sense of that someone else owns the property yep. and they're there without the consent of the private owners, then I, you, you you could make an illegality argument, but uh, illegality and uh, humane usually don't align with one another it, well at least when it comes to this particular subject i, I totally Most i totally agree um i mean especially if these homeless people well <laughs> more like exclusively if these homeless people are residing in a location that's unoccupied you know yeah. namely um uh, parks or open spaces uh, right. where other people are obviously not residing. Uh, you know, of course, there's going to be some issues when you start talking about um, uh, waste management uh, or um, uh, cleanliness standards, which is something that we discussed in a couple of episodes earlier, uh, about a about a ten or twelve episodes back. Uh, we were talking about uh, the Spot a Tent app. You remember that? Oh yeah, see a tent, report a tent, of course. And the argument that they gave uh, for sanitation it was was sanitation. Yeah, that, that well, and, yeah. weren't able to clean up after themselves. And I think part of that is true. You know, we have infrastructures in metropolitan areas, in particular, that are heavily dependent on people using facilities the way that they were designed to be used. And anyone that is, um, you know, disposing of their waste in a manner that is outside the mm-hmm. confines of the the designation that the municipality would have for its its uh its citizens uh then you're going to have problems on your hands um now taking these people and putting them into jail which is what redding california is, is effectively doing uh through this um this letter um that, that's uh that's entirely unethical i don't think it's the best way to solve this, but I don't really know a whole lot of other ways in order to prevent people from doing something that's going to cause harm regardless, unless you provide them with housing or, I don't know, some kind of space 
where they, they have access to, you know, some form of public sanitation or you give them the tools to be able to, to, to live in a, in sanitary conditions. I don't know. What do you think? Well, I, I just, um, I think the thing that irks me is that they've basically just taken a homeless shelter and then put a fence around it and said, you can't leave yeah. unless you do X, Y, and Z. And so I just don't understand why they couldn't have just created the space of it being a homeless shelter to allow homeless people to use that as a facility to stay and be safe and warm. And why they had to take the extra step of saying that you can't leave this facility until you do X, Y, and C. As per the silver lining of our previous story, I think you and I both understand that being kind to these individuals and giving them a warm place to stay or allowing – Right. It's better than having them sleep on the street. Absolutely. It's better than having them sleep on the street. But to play the stupid devil's advocate card, yeah, somebody's paying for the facility, right? There is somebody yeah. who owns that facility. It's somebody's property or at least one point in time. Right. It was someone – Taxpayers. Before it was – Taxpayers own Exactly. Before it was, it was sold to the public sector. So how do we sustain this? From a capitalistic standpoint, you know, like if, if we want to ensure that all of these people are going to be functioning members of society and we want to force them into reintegration, then how do we do that while just allowing them to pop in and out of homeless shelters that they don't pay for willy nilly? Well, they're, they're, they're fucking poor. They, so, they are fucking I poor mean, and they're I mean, lower quality. They're homeless. <laughs> They don't have resources. That's like number one on the bracket. They don't. They don't have that. Yeah, but but we want them to be. We want them to be happy little workers in our factories and, and what right. have you. And they're not doing that when they're out on the streets. Well, and even then, I don't even know if we necessarily want them to be happy little workers in our factories, just because of the the jobs that are available to people now. I think having homelessness there as a threat for our populace gives. Uh, yeah. corporations an extra edge the threat of like you can accept our shitty shitty wage or you can go be homeless with all those other homeless people living in the homeless jail yeah so i don't even know if there if there's necessarily a want or need for these uh people that haven't been able to secure uh, a way of life in the traditional means God. of having a nine to five job I, I, I don't even know if it's the wage like to be honest, like the the threat of homelessness uh, is is only scary when things like this happen. Like when I'm when I know that if I'm going to be homeless, I will not have bodily sovereignty. Somebody is going to pick me up off of the street. They're going to put me in a jail, and they're going to right. say that I can't leave until I meet some kind of qualification standards that they have for me. Well, I mean, I mean, even outside That's of that, being homeless seems pretty scary to me. <laughs> I mean, yep. if I'm going to speak personally. Oh, I yeah, mean, the, the sleeping outside. Yeah, I mean, okay, there, there are some scary <laughs> things about it. Not not having insurance, like, is, is also a big thing. Um, you know, like, ha having some kind of... Um, community of people that's able to pay to into an insurance program is pretty terrifying. I mean, you know, like you can track some kind of terrible illness. Yeah. God forbid. Yeah. You have some kind of health issue while being homeless. Oh uh, yeah. You're fucked. Like you, you'll probably walk in one day and be like, Hey, my arm is having problems. And then they look at it and they're like, yeah, you need to get it cut off. You know, requiem for a dream style or what have you. Right. So I'm, I'm sure that that's uh, that's something that that scares a lot of people about being homeless as well. You don't have any kind of safety net. Right. Yeah. I feel like I was on a I was on a tangent. Oops, Shit. 
was I talking about? Uh, but yeah, how, how do you how, how do you uh, how do you approach this problem from a standpoint of looking at people as resources? Like you, you want them to reintegrate and at all costs, really. Um, you know, with without. Um, I mean, of course, they they serve as the um, uh, you know the 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 overlying threat, but only to the degree right. that the public perceive them as being something that is. Is is totally undesirable and very scary to be in the same mm-hmm. situation as. Right. So you only need a couple. Like you really don't need a lot of homeless people in order to push them. You mean you don't? You mean you don't need a hundred and thirty-five thousand of them? You don't need a hundred and thirty-five thousand. You only need. You probably need like one on every fifth street corner. Yeah. <laughs> so I don't know. Somebody do the math there. <laughs> well, what we should do is we should turn being homeless into a government-supported and supplemented job. And homeless people get paid fifteen dollars an hour for standing on the corner, <laughs> looking homeless. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Instead of the sign saying like, uh, you know, we'll work for food, or you know, God yeah. bless, anything will help. It says like, this is what happens to you if you don't get to work on time. Or <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> so as all the people driving to their nine to five jobs are just like, God damn, I don't want that to happen to me. Yeah. Do what your wonderful superior boss. Yeah. Genius. <laughs> I think that's the silver lining. Yeah, uh, yeah, absolutely. Is. <laughs> that's that's the plan. Yeah. Everybody just go with it. <laughs> that's a winner. Let's go with it. <laughs> oh man, that's fantastic. All right, well, yeah, let's 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 move on up. Ba-dum-bum, ba-dum-bum. Moving on up. So yeah, we're gonna be talking about a little bit of a medical oddity here. Something that's, of course, pretty sad. It's it's what we do here on Cynic Empowerment, but. <laughs> This is, uh, I don't know, this is one of those situations that, like I was telling Jimmy before the podcast started, uh, it, it makes me question the existence of any kind of, you know, moral, natural law in, in our world, uh, the existence of a god, if you will. Um, absolutely fucked up. We're talking about a Colombian woman, Monica Vega. She mm-hmm. was seven months pregnant uh, yep. when... She had to have an emergency C-section. Yep, yep, yep. When she had this emergency C-section, she was found to have um, multiple children inside of her, one of which who was actually a parasitic twin. Uh, this is a very unusual type of medical condition called fetus and fetu, which is, <laughs> as the article uh, aptly misdescribes, uh, mom gives birth to pregnant baby who needed emergency C-section. Not accurate. Not accurate at it's all. It's really not. Uh, but <laughs> the the baby did in fact have an umbilical cord that was attached to the parasitic child, which did not have a brain, did not have a heart, and was absolutely not going to survive, and was thereby also removed from the daughter that was being fed off of. So, yep. geez. <laughs> Yeah, so going with Tim's diatribe there of the existence of a god or not, it's like why why would some omnipotent being that has all power over everything create a parasitic child that feeds off of another newborn baby that like and the and the parasitic child doesn't have a brain or any like functioning functioning nervous system. It's just literally there feeding off the nutrition of the other healthy baby. Yeah. Like, why would that exist? If, if you're going to go the route of people have souls, does that brainless, uh, in, in, uh, yeah. 
It's not going to be parasitic baby half a soul. Is that a thing? Does it need to be baptized in order to keep from Ugh. burning in hell for eternity? Like what's going on here? Oh God. All, all of the, uh, the rituals not even considered like, fuck. Ugh, that's just like, uh, uh, imagine putting anyone through that type of mess. Like seriously, uh, like the, 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 like, okay, let's assume that the, 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 the parasitic child is, does not have a soul, right? Uh, and let's assume, well, yeah. and let's assume that we're gonna have the, uh, stereotypical diatribe of, uh, you know, a, a Christian community saying, oh, well, you know, this, this particular, um, daughter was in a Job type situation in which she was being challenged. Right. It's gotta suffer for your entire fucking life. Yeah. This is what God wanted but she'll, for you. She'll be rewarded for the You fact just gotta carry works. around this flesh bag forever. Oh my god. Yeah. Well, but she's gonna be rewarded for being, for passing this gauntlet. Right. And, and it's like every time you, you kind of go down that slippery slope of, uh, of justification. The shittier your life is, the, sh- the more God loves you. <laughs> well, there, for all of the situations that made, um, you know, news.com.au, there were a bajillion others. I mean, granted, this is a rare medical condition, but there were a billion, billion others different, uh, different circumstances in which the births didn't work out. In which the children died as a result right. of complications, that the mother died from complications. Um, and I don't know, I guess you could say it's like, it's all part of a plan. You know, it's all, you know, we don't understand. Like, oh, the God. women deserve the die plan. That's what I'm subscribing to. Fucking hate. I hate, I hate, I hate, I hate that argument so much. It's like, I just don't understand the agnostic argument <laughs> where, Somebody just bows out. They're just like, you know what? I don't get it, but someday I might. You know, they said, fuck. <laughs> like, stop being an unthinking oh person. Like, just for two seconds. Like, I mean, if this had been a hundred years ago, uh, both the babies would have died, and then we would have just searched through the town to figure out who had a long pointy nose and a tall pointy hat. Mm-hmm. And was playing with broomsticks too much, and then we would have just burned them, and that's how we would have solved this. Yep, it, it's as simple as that. I'd, I'd get out my my stoning collection. Yeah, you know, my stone collection. Get them all nice and polished. Up I've been this. saving this one for a special occasion. Yeah, this, this was nice. <laughs> I've been like showing it to all the other guys around the village. Like, <laughs> hey, feel this. You feel that weight? You feel that heft? Yeah. yeah I'm gonna, it's a good. It's got a good heft to it. It doesn't look like it would weigh that much, but feel that. Yeah, you know that. You know that. That's lady? what my dad says when he hands me guns. Oh, they feel the heft. <laughs> yeah, you feel that heft. You feel that heft. You hold on to that and you think about it because there's that lady over there in that little shack. She's about to have that fucking that fucking cannibal baby, and yeah. when she gets out of that bed, we're gonna stone her and I'm gonna take this fucking rock and I'm gonna bury it deep in her head. <laughs> yeah, yeah. This is a uh, this is the type of thing. That goes on, and I really wish I was joking when I said something like this, but this goes on in the modern day 
in many countries around the world. I mean, in a couple countries. In in many being the word that is equivalent to too many. <laughs> One is too One. many. <laughs> like out of many countries. Uh, yeah, I, I will say just based off this podcast the, of the random bullshit we've talked about, such as uh, crucifixions still happening in the 21st century. There, yeah, there probably is some place in the world right now where women are getting stoned to death for giving birth to parasitic babies. That's probably true. That's probably true. Oh, man. Uh, it wouldn't surprise me. So just as a, a quick little aside, as far as stoning is concerned, uh, it is a legal or customary punishment in the United Arab Emirates, Qatar, Ooh, the UAE. Mauritania, Somalia, Sudan, Nigeria, and Brunei. You see, that's important because the UAE banned uh, slave children camel riders, but stoning's still okay, so Stop they can stuff. still go fuck themselves. Yeah. Still okay. <laughs> um, oh, and to a limited degree in Afghanistan and Indonesia and Iran and Iraq and Nigeria and Pakistan and Saudi Arabia. There's a bunch, dude. Okay, you made your point, Tim. We get bunch. it. <laughs> <laughs> this is fucked up. Uh, Many it's, still it's stand. Beside the point. Okay. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm done. I'm done. <laughs> Off your high horse. I'm going to go lay down. Yeah. Or your high camel. My high camel. Oh, man. Yeah, this this, this poor mother. Gosh. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, it's... I don't... I mean, I obviously haven't been in this issue for biological reasons and otherwise... Uh, I can only imagine what it would feel like to know that you were to give birth to twins to only find out that one of your children was a parasite yeah. surviving off your other child. And now you're only giving birth to one child and then having to decide, am I going to tell my child that they kind of sort of had a twin and then we had to cut them out of them? You know, that, that there's a lot of emotional responses to that entire situation. Mm -hmm. And there are complications as a result of all of that occurring. Like the, it was the, the child was had prematurely. So there's a possibility right. that there are going to be lasting physical effects uh, from mm -hmm. from the result of that child being born early. That's true. But preemie babies happen all the time nowadays. Yeah. So many babies nowadays are preemie babies. Yeah, you're, you're totally right. Um, yeah. One of my one of my nephews is, was a preemie and he was he's fine. Exactly. He's doing all right. Um, so I'm reading in this article uh, that most reported adult cases of fetus and fetus occur in men, with a parasitic mm -hmm. twin being discovered inside a 47-year-old male in 1992. Yikes. Yeah. That's way too late. That is killer. Oh. That's disgusting and sad and Dude. deranged. Yeah, that's I, – I, I don't – I don't even. That's like a Ripley's Believe It or Not fact. I don't even know if I'd be sad at that point. Yeah, I mean, it really is. I, I don't know if I believe it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. I don't think I do. Damn, it's fucked up. Do we have a silver lining for this uh, crazy story? Uh, they lived. Yeah. It looks like we don't have any type of complications. Mom lived, baby lived, mm -hmm. double live. Yeah, everybody survived the situation. And the soulless parasite can rot in hell forever, and that's okay. <laughs> yeah, if only it was baptized. <laughs> yeah, if only. Yep, didn't get the opportunity. It's too bad. Shucks. I mean, I guess if the mom took a bath recently, you know, I don't know, something like that. <laughs> yeah, that counts. Maybe that counts. Oh, man. i tell you what else counts. 
the power of the almighty dollar. Yeah, Black Friday. Black Black Friday. Friday. Did you do Black Friday? Hell no, I fucking hate that shit. Uh, I hate shopping more than life itself. Uh, I kind of agree with you man like unless it's something that i really want but that doesn't there's nothing i want that bad well not to do black friday i totally agree it's it's ridiculous i actually thought about getting dressed up in my armor and going (laughs) (laughs) just so you want to get trampled and die that'd be funny i wouldn't die if that was the case (laughs) yeah i would trip a lot of people (laughs) yeah that's true uh get kicked a whole lot i'd get really dusty Oh, man. But Black Friday, I, I'm sure we've complained about it on other episodes in the past. I'm sure we did it we have, last year. But damn it, that's, that is a sad part of the existence of our society right now. That that people uh, go through du- just literal drudgery, just you know, year-round, saving up their pennies, just trying to scrape by. Mm-hmm. And then just once you see sales for at-value prices – People go fucking nuts and trample each other in order to buy some at value priced shit. Yeah, it's not. It's, a lot of it's not even that cheap. Like it's not. Whenever they advertise the uh, the doorbusters, you know the things that people will stay up all night for and wait outside. Right. You know, only to <laughs> only to scare the piss out of whatever poor fucking department store merchandiser is going to have to unlock that door in the morning. Right. They don't want to be there. Yeah. Like I would think that they would have to get like police officers to come and physically restrain people from running in the door too quickly. At least you would think that that would be smart, right? Like, like get, get people to stand there with riot shields and like slowly funnel them in. (laughs) Yeah. One at a time. Yeah. But these types of things are um, – they, they don't have a whole lot of them. They just advertise them out the wazoo, and that's really the key of – the key to Black Friday. You just advertise, advertise, advertise. You don't have to have that many products. You just have to say until supplies last or whatever. Exactly. It's, it's literally one TV that you're going to get you know, Maybe. a thousand people at your store to try to get. Yeah, and even then it's like it might not even come to the store that is local to you or – you know, like, I mean right. it, it – could just all be bullshit. I'm mean, like, I'm not yeah, on the ground floor of this thing. It could all be bullshit. <laughs> yeah. I've, I've known no way to confirm. some ridiculous deals in the past, but that's usually when you're buying Coke on the dark web. Wait, what? Oh, sorry. Uh, Coke on the dark web. Uh, that's that's what we're talking about. It's, Wait, it's, so is it like a Cyber Monday type thing? Well, it kind of is, but it looks like <laughs> Black Friday deals and discount codes, man. So it's related for sure, which – Hmm. Cyber Monday is, of course, a derivative of Black Friday, right? Yeah, it is for sure. Yeah, it's it's basically the same thing. Just like Thanksgiving will eventually be a, a derivative of Black Friday. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Black Friday will grow so huge it'll overshadow it. Yeah, it 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 just continues to get like bigger and bigger to the point that you're going to be shopping on Wednesday by the time yeah. it's, it's all said and done. <laughs> Yeah, it's so true. Yeah, and that's going to be when we're in, like, idiocracy where he's got the gigantic department stores that resemble factory buildings. Oh, yeah. Yeah, everything under the sun. You can buy your, uh, you know, your your mattresses and your pool tables and your TVs and your Christmas trees all in the same facility. So what we're getting at here is that the dark web is now hopping on the Black Friday train and offering – not only Black Friday deals, but also discount codes 
for their illicit substances. Yeah, the this is kind of weird that we were discussing anarcho-capitalism prior to the episode, but is this like an argument for it that you know the people will still try to compete with each other? Even though they're they're not necessarily abiding by any type of standard law system. So, on some level, yes, that is true. But the thing is, is that the dark web, since it operates illegally, there isn't the legal means to create a monopoly on the dark web itself. Mm-hmm. But as soon as these illegal substances become uh, legal in w- ways for these uh, corporations to profit off of. Yeah. I would ensure you that they would almost spontaneously create a monopoly in order to reap as much profit as possible. Okay. Uh, so let's let's expand on that a little bit. Let's imagine okay. that we live in a purely uh, anarcho-capitalism world. Uh, does Black so Friday still exist? And if it does, what does it look like? It looks like the dark web. It looks, it, it, it looks like but way more guns. Way more guns. Way more guns yeah. in the dark web. Uh, I I don't know. It, it might look like a well. I don't even know. You would have to take it to its most logical conclusion, which would be: Do they have to even offer Black Friday anymore? Or are you just happy to be alive in this anarcho-capitalist society? Yeah, if you can somehow get to the department store with your chain-covered wheels, like gunning down yeah. the the mud-covered highway highways. While somebody's right. like shooting at you, saying "Life is Chrome," then yeah, then maybe you're gonna <laughs> that doorbuster. You're gonna get that that fucking bazooka yeah. that Target's selling because you know I mean, I don't, they turn yeah. into weapons manufacturer. Like I'm not even sure if society will be organized well enough for it to be endowed with something like a Black Friday or Thanksgiving. Like, I'm not even sure if national holidays will be a thing if there are no nations. You know what I mean? Like, why would there be a national holiday with no nations? Well, maybe not, but a lot of ho- uh, a lot of holidays are constructed simply in order to um, uh, assist consumers in the yes. purveyance of various goods. So Right. Uh, it, but the thing is, it's, though, it's, it's is that Walmart. capitalism eat itself, eats itself. So you have anarcho-capitalism, anarchy-capitalism. So like, without any minimum wage or anything for workers to subsist themselves off of to continue buying things in a consumer-based society, people wouldn't have the m- money to keep the engine running. So I feel like it would just fucking deteriorate under itself. And all like the wealthy would just maintain all the wealth and never give it to anybody else. Well, you'd probably the society itself would collapse. You'd probably have like a well, you'd have that happy medium, you know that that magical formula that is supposed to just like spontaneously regulate itself. Uh, that doesn't exist. Well, I mean, it's it's existed to some degree in in the capitalist system in which we currently reside in. Yeah, but that's because we've had the government able to exist just enough to keep it from completely cannibalizing itself, as seen with the 2008 housing crisis and every other recession since, saving it from itself if there was no intervention from uh, public money and taxpayer dollars to save it. It would literally have died and we would be living Mad Max as we speak. Gosh, I wish I wish I knew more about uh, the – you know, our recent recessions. I, I, I do not have enough authority to be able to speak on those topics and discuss as to 
why those particular uh, things occurred. Um, but I don't know. I think I think I'm losing my train of thought. <laughs> fight me, bro. What's that? I said, come fight me, bro. That uh, yeah, maybe it had something to do with that. It's like, I'll socialize your ass. It's about it was about finding like a, a good argument. God damn it, I had a good point, and I no, you don't. I forgot what I was gonna say. You, you said that the, the the you're talking about like the invisible hand of the barkid fixing itself and creating a I don't know a symbiosis with the something. <laughs> I don't know. Uh, yeah, and then we started talking about minimum wage. It's like, oh, uh, I was going to talk about Ford, right? Uh, so, right, he paid his workers a, a good enough wage so they could be able to buy the car. Buy cars, right? Because nobody was exactly. able to afford a fucking car. <laughs> right. He was very anti-union. I don't think he was a good person, but at least he understood that in order for capitalism to be effective, people have to actually be able to buy into the thing that they're producing. And, so he was at least that educated while being very anti-union. Until they until they don't have to. And it's like I, it, exactly. at the point that you don't have to is usually when you've cornered the market so hard that you have singular a monopoly. access. Well, not more so than a monopoly. You have singular access to a, a, to a resource. Like a, a, is that not what a monopoly is? Uh, not exactly. Uh, I mean, because if you look at uh, what John D. Rockefeller did in the late 1800s, uh, he formed a monopoly based on the refineries in the uh in in in, in the production of crude oil, right? Right. Uh, so people had to buy crude oil from him. People will they if if somebody was buying uh oil that was refined, they would have to go through a process that he had monopolized. Um, right. But he does not necessarily have all oil, right? So I think that whenever you're discussing uh, anarcho-capitalism and how that's ultimately going to present itself in the worst of fashions, it's when you have the, the Mad Max hellscape in which Gas Town is the only place that you can buy gas. And gas mm. is exclusively one of those super important things that's going to allow you to be able to secure more gas. <laughs> so, yes, uh, you know, that's uh, I, I guess you could totally call that a monopoly, but it's I just don't know what the other word would be. It's the truest form of a monopoly. But the other well, it diminishes, you know, what we know to be a monopoly today or what we know to be a cornered market in a certain. I don't know what the difference between a cornered market and a monopoly is. I I don't know. If I feel like they're functionally the same thing, but I could be wrong. Yeah, but it's, okay. So cornered market and monopoly are the same thing. But when you're discussing like ac- you know exclusive access to a natural resource versus mm-hmm. uh, exclusive access to a certain part of the production of uh a, you know a, a natural resource that most people technically need. Yes. Those two things aren't necessarily the same thing, right? Maybe. 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 <laughs> I don't know. Hey, uh, I mean, I just think there's different members, flavors of monopoly. I mean, I wouldn't say, but what do I know? Audience members who are uh, rolling your eyes so hard that they're flipping out of your head at the dumb shit that I'm saying, I would like you guys to participate in a bit of a discourse with us. Uh, <laughs> come comment on our Facebook page and shit. Oh, What's the word that isn't monopoly that we're using? Yeah, <laughs> yeah tell, tell me what it is. If it, and if it is monopoly. <laughs> Feel free to say it. It's a fucking monopoly. Yeah, monopoly. Oh, man. It's pretty amazing that they're doing this, though. Yeah. No, it, well, I think it's just, I don't know. It's just the extension of consumerism, right? Mm-hmm. 
if there's a new way you can get people to buy your product over your competitor, you're going to use it, whether it be a Black Friday deal or a discount code. You're going to use whatever tool you have available to give you an edge over your competitor. Sure. And if you have something that has been built up institutionally, like the idea of Black Friday, where you're going right, to exactly. all kinds of fucking ridiculous deals, yeah, then obviously you're going to you're going to take advantage of it. Exactly. Yeah. I mean, like the exactly the dark web couldn't have. I mean, they theoretically could have, but the, but, but probability says that they couldn't have created the the mass consensus of Black Friday as a thing on their own. They're not that pro, pro, powerful. They don't have that much of an edge on the market. But since it has been popularized by our uh, our media and just about every retail establishment out there, they're able to capitalize on it and benefit from it. Yeah, dude. Hell yeah. Do you have a silver lining for uh, dark web criminals? A a very dark silver lining. Well, uh, even without regulation, there's still a possibility that uh, prices could be driven down as a result of people competing with one another. Mm -hmm. I don't know. (laughs) Yeah, I mean, yeah, I mean, in the realest sense, you know, competition does drive prices down the sad part is is that in companies all uh, absorb (laughs) each other to where a point to the where they no longer have to compete and then they no longer have to drive prices down yeah it would be pretty funny they have like a little picture here that shows a guy that's like swiping through uh he's like some coke. Yeah, some coke, and apparently there's like 200 and something pages worth of, of coke, you know, of yeah. coke that you could buy. Uh, so technically, uh, Royal Mailer, Copec, and Eastenders, the three companies that you can you can read the name of on this computer yep. screen that he's browsing, could all, all technically be the same company. <laughs> yeah, we don't know. Yeah. yeah, they literally could just be using different images. To advertise perception of choice. If someone is actually concerned with that, and if they're not concerned with it, then who gives a fuck? Like, let monopolies run rampant. Like, who gives a shit anyways? <laughs> if you want what they're buying, then you're gonna you're gonna try to obtain it. <laughs> Simple as that. Oh man. Yup. Uh, but when we're talking about law, I mean, we do get in a, a bit of a slippery slope, or uh, I guess a a well regulated. Escalator? The opposite of a a well-greased escalator. Yeah, well-greased escalator. Um, So we talked about a lady earlier. Uh, This is a way old back, way back. This was like twenty plus episodes ago. Yeah, it was. It was definitely a ways back. Uh, Do we have a a date on when this last occurred? Maybe somebody find her. Um, This okay. So this happened in 2015. So she's been waiting on hearing about uh, her um, right. her court case up until now. Yes. Well, the first time we talked about it, like it 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 moved from the I don't not the petty courts of Quebec, but the normal court courts of Quebec to the Supreme yes, Court. Courts. Uh-huh. Yeah, yeah, that's when we last talked about it. Yeah, and now it's now it's a big deal, yo. <laughs> yeah, Supreme. This is. The highest law and authority and order of the land of Quebec had to decide whether or not a little pictograph depicting someone holding a handrail was legal authority for a police officer to arrest somebody over not holding the handrail 
on an escalator. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, this this asshole was uh, trying to force her to do something that was not explicitly part of the law to do. Yeah, as was denoted by ma'am, ma'am, ma'am. You see this picture here? It's depicting you holding the handrail, and you're yes. not holding it. Yeah, you have to do it. Uh, I'm going to have to arrest you now. Mm-hmm. Hold the handrail. Put your hand on the handrail. Uh, but she doesn't. Uh, and it's absolutely perfectly understandable. I don't know why they had to have a court case in order to do this. Yeah. What, what is the, Oh my God. It's the purpose of a court in, in the instance that you have such asinine things being, if you have to waste your time over such, such stupid bullshit. Yeah. It seems like they could have literally just like grabbed any random bloke off the street and been like, Hey, uh, what's your name? Um, my name's John. Hey, John. Okay. So let me run you through a scenario. Let's say there's a scenario where a woman is on is in a mall, yeah, and and she's in the mall, right? And she's riding an escalator, okay? You following? Yeah, I'm following. Okay. And so she's riding this escalator and she doesn't hold the handrail. All right? What do you think should happen? Uh I I don't know. The just leave her alone. Don't <laughs> don't do anything, I guess. That's easy, Are you right? sure? You positive? Is that your final answer? Uh, well, I mean, I guess. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's yeah. That's that. That's it. You think nothing bad should happen to the individual that happened to be a woman that rode an escalator without holding the handrail? Uh, well, I mean, did she like? Was she like taking a shit or something? Like what? Nope. Just just rode the handrail. Just rode the escalator. No handrail. She, she wasn't like beating her child or something well she may have had a demonic voice and uh said go fuck yourself mr johnson the police officer (laughs) (laughs) that's kind of funny i think she gets a pass (laughs) (laughs) well there we go all right we settled it no court needed (laughs) easy as that (laughs) oh man but is is this actually uh maybe this is going to be a landmark case i mean maybe I don't know. What could you extrapolate from it? Like, I, I, I bet that there's some. There's some <laughs> if the stuff. cop tells you to do some stupid shit, you don't have to do it. We can like refer to case X, Y, and Z of the Quebec court. Well, since that's the way law works, they usually just reference previous cases and go, "Well, in the previous case, we decided X, so I guess we're going to do X again." Yeah, precedent's kind of silly like that, uh, especially when you consider that the logic may not have been completely sound in the past, but. Yeah. Courts are oh, – I, I have really – yeah, I have mixed feelings about precedents. You'd think yeah. that they should take – every time they receive a case, they should go through it logically and decide based on the law whether or not it's good or bad instead of just defaulting to, well, back in 1972, we decided X. So we got to keep doing X even though things have changed. Yeah, well, I mean you can allow the president to influence the, the court's decision, but it doesn't necessarily have to be rule of law. I mean like precedent doesn't right. necessarily define it as as being a particular way. It just influences, mm-hmm. right? At least I hope. Like, I mean really it, it so blind. I don't know. Justice is blind. Is that is that a phrase? It sounds pretty good. I like it. Let's let's keep it up. <laughs> okay, so okay. I, I think what we can take from the case, uh, what, what we can extrapolate, right? Quebec has too much free time. Quebec has too much free time. Uh, but also, whenever someone is advised to do something that is in their best judgment for their own safety, yes. there's nothing that an outside entity should. Um, 
should be able to do seatbelts. in order to force that person in order to protect themselves. Are you an anti seatbelts guy? Uh, well, I think seatbelts seatbelts somewhat fits into this, but I think that the the aspect of like driving quickly in a vehicle with uh, inertia being a thing that exists, <laughs> uh, and you being thrown from your thrown from your vehicle ultimately becoming a dangerous missile means that oh. seatbelts don't necessarily just include you. Oh, so you're saying that you could harm other people. Exactly. You harm other people. And that's the only reason why you should have to wear a seatbelt. Well, that's the only reason that I can think of. Otherwise, it's like it should be up to the person, right? Like it doesn't really make right. any sense why you would be able to find them for something that's going to exclusively hurt them. Um you know, maybe uh, uh, tobacco usage is a similar way, although one could argue that cigarette, you know, secondhand smoke and whatnot. But uh, what about like dipping or, or you know, like, uh, you know, smokeless tobaccos? Like, why is there a syntax on those types of things? It doesn't really mm-hmm. make a whole lot of sense. Like, they're only hurting themselves. You guys can fuck right off. Make the state money greedy fucking pieces of fucking shit. Fucking I mean, you could you could put it that way, too. It's like, well, you know, what if they're looking? Is it Medi- Medicare? Is it the is that old people and Medicare? Medicare is old people, Medicaid's poor people. Right. Uh, so yeah, Medicare. So let's imagine that you're going to have to pay higher fees, or or you know, like we're going to have to take care of a uh, an elderly uh, class of people who have enjoyed smokeless tobaccos all of their life, or something like that. You know, and, and then the the syntax makes sense all of a sudden, <laughs> but. I get it. I don't know. It, it's it's much more complicated, which is, I think is why we have these types of silly, uh, these silly. This trucks. is why we need the Supreme Courts of Quebec to waste their time deciding whether or not it's okay for a woman to hold an escalator yeah. and rail. Well, it, it also goes to show like just how much you have to go through in order to prove yourself innocent against innocent against members of the authoritative class. Oh yeah. Like if, if this idiot cop was like, Oh, you gotta hold the handrail. Like that's all he has to do in order to make this lady's right. Life Waste so much of her life and yeah. energy and time four to prove years, her innocence. Four years fighting this shit. <laughs> I don't know. How <laughs> like, much you're right. And it's something as like mundane as a fucking handrail. Like imagine if it was something actually important or hard to prove. Yeah. Such as, I don't know fracking sites giving you congenital heart defects or Jeez. other shit we've talked about in the past. Yeah. Um, things, things that are, are, um, yeah, a little bit more difficult to empirically define than grabbing hold of a handrail. Right. Oh man. Yeah. It's it, yeah, far, far reaching implications is, especially when you're dealing with, uh, your, your local ecology and whatever. Ooh, I think it's going to find a silver lining for this. I mean, the silver lining is obvious. She was considered innocent and she can move on of her fucking life now. Did she get her monies? Oh, yeah. She got like 40 some thousand dollars. She got the 45? Yeah, she got a 45. She can get a nice BMW for that. Fuck yeah. She's going to be driving around in style. <laughs> yeah. That's great. Cool. Well, if you guys want to be driving around in style, there's a couple of places that you can get in contact with us yeah if you are interested in getting in contact with us you can do so by emailing us at cynic empowerment at gmail.com you can also tweet at us on the twitter at cynic empower me one or you can like us on facebook at cynic empowerment and send us a message through there we would love to hear from you it would mean a lot to us and uh you know uh, if you like the show rate it review it 
tell your friends about it, subscribe. It uh, helps other people find it, and it means a lot to us. Yeah, that's pretty cool. I appreciate you guys. How about you guys go out and, and treat yourself? Eat 40 pizzas. Eat 40 pizzas. Eat 40 pizzas. Just become a sweaty, disgusting mess like uh, Mr. Papa himself. Yeah. <laughs> There's a bonus to being that sweaty. In the instance that somebody tries to throw you out for saying crazy things, you're super slippery. Yeah. Real hard to if catch. So, if someone tries to put you in a homeless jail and you're that sweaty, they're never going to catch you. That's right. You just keep trying <laughs> to grab them and you just like... And you just like pop right out of their hands and they squeeze you too hard, you can jump like three times as high as you normally do. Exactly. It's pretty cool. It's perfect. And then you can run away and you can be like, I'm going to go eat more pizzas. They're <laughs> <laughs> never going to catch me. I'm so fucking sweaty. <laughs> <laughs> I got a piece so bad, I've been holding it for like 20 minutes. I'll be right back. Okay.